0: So, welcome to another episode of the Unbeatable Life Podcast, and today's guest is Mr. Sal Frizzella. Now, I'm only going to give a tiny, tiny introduction in case you don't know him. He is the big brother, is that right?
1: No, I'm the baby brother.
0: Oh, you're the baby brother of Mr. Andrew Frizzella. Now, if you don't know who Andrew Frizzella is, you might just hear him getting called Andy all the time. I the only person I've ever heard him called Andrew it's his baby brother but less from me and more from sal and i'll let him introduce himself and who he is
1: well i I appreciate uh first and foremost the opportunity to to be on the podcast um how do you introduce yourself i think you know i'm a i'm a i'm a dad first uh i'm a husband Uh, i love my family life i i um found a passion in, in, in fitness and was able to merge them uh, fitness and business together uh, and we have a, a really cool company that we've been able to build as a team and, and it, it, it's rooted in helping people change their lives and it's allowed me to do what I love every day in helping people uh, change their lives and social media has allowed us to connect and and really you know have relationships just like this of, you know people you've never met in your entire life. And uh, you know, hop on a hop on a Zoom call or a podcast, and and uh, you know, build some really deep rooted relationships around the world. So I feel you know extremely uh, uh, blessed and humbled um, with my life. I don't, I always they call it survivor's guilt in the military, <laughs> but uh, I always wonder you know why God chose me to to have this really awesome opportunity at life, and um, you know, and and so I, I listen. I'm just a regular dude on his on his path. So here we are.
0: So uh, I'll I'll go back to how you kind of kicked off. The first thing you actually said was, I'm a dad.
1: Yeah.
0: And that came like that was I would say normally the first thing that somebody's missed is the highest priority. Yeah. And I i followed you because partly because of how you show up as a dad, right? And it was one of the things is how do you balance all that? right? Because I know that in social you kind of get, oh, how do you do this and this? It's like you just spend a lot of time with your kids.
1: Yeah, I, um, I'm i a very, what I've learned is I'm a very organized person from scheduling. And that's allowed me to, you know, to really find what, I, I don't think balance is achievable in, in, in anyone's shape or or, or mind. I have a little schedule that, that I've always kind of referred to. And I get asked about this, you know, pretty regularly because, you know, I do a lot of things, right. I'm, I'm in a lot of places. But I I try to make sure that I prioritize what's most important to me and being a father and husband uh, is extremely important to me. And so I make sure that I prioritize that. And so my, I have a little schedule that, you know, I wake up at five 30, almost every day. uh, And I work out, I, I call them my buckets. These are my buckets. So in order for me to be happy, uh, which is achieving balance, but even though we never achieve it, right? You have to focus on what makes you happy because when the buckets are all, you know, equally full in some mm-hmm. way, shape, or form, you can you can maintain balance through weight. And so, um, I look at um, myself and fitness as a priority. That's one of my buckets, and I look at my family as a bucket. I look at and my kids and my wife. That's a bucket, and 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 our business is a bucket. And so I try to fill those buckets evenly every day. And in the morning I wake up and, and I'm, I'm in the gym at five 30 every day from five 30 to seven. That's my time. That is, that's my bucket, right? That's my time. I get an hour and a half to me, whether if I want to do fitness, if I want to read, um, if I want to just meditate, if I want to sleep, that's my decision. I have that decision over myself every day, five 30 to seven. That's my decision-making process from seven to nine, nine AM. I'm dead. I want to cook breakfast. I want to, you know, I want to uh, watch TV with them. I want to hang out with them. I want to relax with them. I want to love on them. I want to stress with them. You know what I mean? Getting kids ready in the morning is an absolute pain in the ass if you're a parent, you know.
0: <laughs> and you like, get free.
1: Yeah. I like to take my kids to school. I, That's part of what I want to yep. do. The second I drop them off, I'm on the phone. And it's really important that I don't bleed the times together. So I don't, I don't. I don't hop on my phone when I'm with my kids in the morning. And if I do, it's for something for social media and I'm right back off. I'm not answering messages. I don't receive text messages. I don't take phone calls between uh, until nine o'clock, not nine o'clock. I am full blown business guy. I am asked to the grass all day long. I don't, I eat lunch at my desk. I lunch is scheduled inside. I feel, you know, a lot of say people laugh and they're like, Oh, you work a nine to five lifestyle. Well, I work nine to five. And uh, but I work really hard nine to five and I'm yep. extremely determined during that period. Now I have a, a job that I work all the time because of social media and it's part of what I do. I mean, I've, I've if we went back through our text message thread on Instagram, it goes back for years. And I mean, I'm do that. I have hundreds of those every day.
0: I know. So, and never, all times of the day.
1: Yeah. At all time, never goes away. Right. So mm-hmm. I am, I mean, I'm working all of the time. However, nine to five, I feel, listen, business is important to me. I love it. That's what I want to do. I want to be ingrained in it. So I give that to my guys and girls here. Um, I, I I have not, I don't have 10 minute schedules in my uh, 10 minute gaps in my day. I mean, er, all day, every day, all day, every day. And, um, so from nine to five, I'm business guy. I apologize for the dinging. I'm zooming and I don't know how to turn the ding off on my, uh, my, uh, thing. So we'll just have to deal with the Uh, ding. Hey, that's life it's all it's all great you fun. know
0: it's part of who everybody is
1: the um so about 5 30 6 o'clock i'm 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 home and from 6 to eight i'm dad. i am back in dad mode i brought these kids into the world and i'm gonna be dad i'm in the yard with them i'm i play with them I, you know paint my nails play barbies whatever's on deck that night that's what i gotta do i put my phone down that's most important now, i will be on my phone so the second i walk in that door and the second i walk in that door Usually I'm calling one of my guys here. They know I'll just hang up on them. Yep. Say, I'm home. We'll love you. See you tomorrow. Bam. Boop, drop. And I'm dad, you know, I shower, my them, I cook them dinner. I want to have that experience. Um, and then from, you know, eight thirty, which is usually about the time the kids are down, uh, eight 830 to eight 31. I try to, you know, convince my wife that I'm a rock star. <laughs> <laughs> and at eight 31 till 10 o'clock I'm husband. And we, yeah. we actually will eat to, uh, we eat dinner together. Um, Because that's important to us. We we always, my wife, I have a really awesome marriage. And I'm very fortunate. And my wife and I enjoy spending time together. Although it's only an hour and a half every night together, we spend it with each other. And she is also a workaholic in some regards. And so if she works, I'll work. If she wants to watch Real Housewives of Orange County, that's her decision time. So much like I have an hour and a half in the morning for me, Mm -hmm. she has an hour and a half the night for her. And I want her to leave because I always tell people like you can't be king. Unless you have a queen. And your queen gives you a permission to be king. And so I let her queen. Like, hey, you want to walk whatever we want to watch, you call whatever you want to eat, you can make, or you can do. Uh, I'm your wingman here. And so I spend that time from 8:30 till you know 10, 10:30 was typically when I shut it down. And that's for her. And for me, that's my achievable balance. I don't let people rock those boats. Those boats are pretty stable for me, even when I have guests in town. It's very rare I even I even go to dinner anymore or do anything outside of my realm because. I don't want to, I don't want to lopside my wheel. I keep it in check. I, I try to do the best I can. Now it's not perfect every single day.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when I'm in control of that, I'm in what I would achieve my best balance. And it makes all of my buckets happy. Uh, it makes me happy. And so I, I stay extremely disciplined to, to that schedule. So that's my balance.
0: So on, on these hard stops, are you setting any, like for the coaching world and the guru, are you setting any intentions or is it just so disciplined, so in that habit that it's like done, done? I mean, it provides no thought for you. It's just like, I know this is happening and this is happening.
1: Yeah. I I, I mean, just like, I try to set the boundary with with you, right? And, and my assistant's very good with that and saying, hey. I have a hard stop at 145. I'm eating from 145 to 2, at 2 o'clock, I'm back in the mix. So, you know, I've learned that my time, time is the most valuable asset. Yep. You, you need to respect your own time if you expect other people to respect your time. And I learned this, you know, the hard way, right? I, I would do podcasts two or three years ago, and I realized, like, you know, I have a pretty good sense of knowledge from a business standpoint, right? Mm-hmm. We have a successful business and it does well. And so people always want to ask a wee bet. Yeah, yeah, And they want, you know, consulting time and then they want a little bit of friend time. And it's like, hey, we got to go to business time. And I realized like a 45-minute podcast would turn into a two and a half hour thing. Yeah. And I would play catch up all night. And I realized, well, that's not I'm not doing that anymore. Right. So I had to I learned to set the expectation earlier. And I and, and I think this is a great lesson for a young business person. Like I set expectations for every single meeting. I set expectations for time. I set expectations for my relationship, my marriage, my kids. I, even raising my kids, I tell them, "Hey, if you do this, you're going to get this. If you do this, you're going to get this." It's the expectation, so that when it happens, they're expecting this is this is what yep. happened, the cause and effect. And if I just allowed time to be ever flowing, I never had any of my own. And so I learned to be extremely disciplined to my schedule. And I I always tell people, like I don't let people fuck with my time. This is my time. So you know, and and I know at first, you know, it was a real weird for me because I'm a very, I'm a I'm a I love to give. That's like my yep. thing love to give. And I love to have good conversations and that takes time. However, I understood that I would always come home at the end of the day unraveled because I didn't have the ability to do that. So I learned to set boundaries and you know what people respect it. It's great. And so we know what to get. Like, Hey, we have one hour. If you want, if you want to spend 30 minutes talking and 30 minutes on a podcast, I'll give you the hour.
0: Again, you know, however you want to use it. That's your problem. problem.
1: Yep. It's kind of like my time at home with my wife, you know, like Hey, if I'm, if, if I'm lucky enough to, you know, to take a shot at the title, you know, that's what she gets. It's her <laughs> hour and a half, you know,
0: so. So you said you like to work it alone, but I know that you don't always work it alone. Your wife works it with you sometimes. Um, and I've even seen your kids in there in the mornings. Yeah. You know, yeah, and so you I'm, just see me let that go. You just see me flow with that, particularly when the kids come. It's like, yeah, yeah you know, they're there. I,
1: I, I. I was fortunate enough, my dad was in business uh, when we were little and we were, you know, he was a young business guy and we were always around. Like we went on all those sales calls. I mean, I've been in, you know, and uh, my dad was an electrical contractor. So he was always, we were always in construction meeting in some way, shape or form. And I have, I learned that I, I a lot of my skill set of not being afraid and, and having, you know, I'm a very hands-on person um, you know, handyman slash unique skills slash business skills life skills. I learned from being on job sites all you know, my whole life. Yep. And it was because my dad allowed us to be adults when we were little, and it's not people say it all the time, Well, will they robbed you of your childhood. No, no, I had a great childhood, it was just I developed really early and I had a great deal of business experience because I was in my dad's business meetings my whole life. And so my kids, I always let them bleed into every aspect of my life. Like if my kids want to be anywhere with me welcome to come. You know, and my son is Enzo. We had a business trip. We went out to Phoenix to hike. My, he said, I want to go with you, dad. Cool. Put him on a plane. Let's rock. I brought my wife so they can have some time together too. You know, so I, I try to, if my kids and wife want to be involved as much or as little in any part of my business, they're always welcome. And I've built an environment um, that's receptive to that. And I think, you know, when you look at businesses in general, people I think family values have fallen so far down the yeah. track that people appreciate the fact that I'm willing to prioritize my family, and I'm and it's always going to be the, anywhere I go, my kids will, my kids and wife will always be welcome anywhere, anywhere I go.
0: So that Phoenix trip up is just like the last couple of weeks before yeah. your big birthday celebration. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So how does the schedule go when you're on birthday celebrations? Because I'm sure you're no sticking to that there.
1: Yeah, I mean there are times, right? I mean. It was, <laughs> taking a trip with my wife and friends. We're gone for five days. I mean, you know, for me to say, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to work out in the morning, every morning at five 30. Now, I mean, at some point in time, you got to hit the, you got to hit the relax button. And it's really hard. Uh, I told our staff this yesterday in our all company meeting, you know, as an entrepreneur and a young dad, you know, I'm I'm a very driven person. Like I have a very, I have a, I have a really high drive. Um, And it's really hard for me to relax because I've been in business, you know, and when I say been in business, like every trip that I take is typically a business trip in some way, shape or form, even if there's sand involved, right? Uh, Or if there's a mountain involved, like it's some type of rewards trip or, you know, and, you know, I just had a 40th birthday party and it was a relaxation trip. And it was actually really hard for me because it takes me two or three days to kind of realize like, okay, man, you got to check down here. Like just, just chill. And then I enjoy one day, and then the next day you're going home, right? And then yeah. what happens, you get so much anxiety about going home because you're like, oh, I just relaxed, you know? So I, I, and I, you know, this might come off arrogant. I do a lot of things really, really, really well. I don't, I don't relax well. And that's something that I really, I really, and something that I told myself in my forties, I want to do a better job of trying to understand, like, it's okay to relax and, and let off the gas because, you know, you realize life's fast. And, um, you know, and you got to realize, you know, you, you know the Pacific Ocean is cold, and you got to feel it—the sand between your feet, and yep. let the water touch it—if you're going to have that experience. And I need—I need to personally do a better job uh, of trying to make sure that I can—that I can appreciate that part of life.
0: So when you mentioned relaxation, there, right? Is that—are you trying to fit in the stereotypical definition of what relaxation is? are you trying to find out what relaxation is for Sal? Because maybe that is you relaxed. Maybe that stuff you do is is that while others look at you and go, God, man, the guy never stops. God, man, the guy never slows down. God, it's like, maybe that is your decompression time rather than relaxation time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: that certainly could be the case, right? I I think for me, this is I really love doing endurance events. So like long workouts, you know, uh, we just rucked a marathon last week, you know, yep. which is an eight, eight hour endurance event. You know, I've done half Ironmans and mar- marathons and half marathons, things like that. Like I learned to really appreciate those uh, because they're very uh, cleansing of my mind. It gives me a lot of, uh, you know, stress relief slash mm-hmm. relax time. As weird as that sounds for a lot of people, like it allows me to kind of just let everything go because I have yep. to focus. Um, but I also realized there's a, there's a part of life and I'm trying to find this too. I'm, I'm you know, and this is what I would say, like, you know, sometimes people put me on a pedestal and I always find it really funny. Cause it's like, Hey man, I'm, I, I'm on a journey, just like everybody else. You know, like I do, I, I'm very fortunate. I have a really cool life, but like, I, I'm trying to find me too, you know, and, um, it, it's hard because, you know, I think a lot of people spe- specifically in today's world, they want to act like they got everything <laughs> out and they're the perfect version of everything that ever happens. And, the truth of the matter is, is we're all lost. Yep. And, you know, we're trying to do, everybody's trying to do a little bit better. At least that's how I believe. That's how I think. Um, and you know, there's a portion of me that I find a great deal of enjoyment in that relaxation piece. However, I just can't find it. You know, like I, I try to find it and I can't get it. And I don't know um, if it's cause I don't do it long enough. I don't know if it's cause I, 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 it's not meant for me, but I try, like I, I love being with my wife. I love being with my friends. I love you know experiencing new things and doing cool things, and so like maybe that's my version of relaxing. Maybe the fitness thing is my version of relaxing. Yeah. Maybe every single day of my life, honestly, like when I'm here, I'm kind of in my I'm kind of in my comfort zone. So maybe this is my relaxing, right? But it's much like anything else in life. Like and I, I say this all the time. Like you don't know if you like it till so you try it. Like what in the hell are you afraid of? Like maybe you don't like it. No. Okay. Great. This is I mean, I literally had this conversation today. I've never been to Disney World a day, a, a day of my life. I don't know if I'm going to like it or not, but I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to try it. What the hell? I, but, I love it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know, you know, like, you know, and so, and I think that's, that gets lost because in, in today's perfect personality, you're supposed to know all the answers. Well, guess what? I don't fucking know all the answers. Yep. And the only, the only way I know that uh, Cabo is the, my favorite Mexican town in the entire uh, country of Mexico is if I visit all the cool Mexico towns, right? Like, so I got to go see them all. So I can't, you know, without, you know, without experience, we really have nothing. You have no comparison, you know, like, do you like, you know, do you like people ask all the time? How do you, how do you know what you like or don't like? Well, you got (laughs) to go, try it. (laughs) Yeah. You got to go. Maybe you like to ski. Maybe you hate the fucking snow. Maybe you love to, maybe you love to, to be on a boat. Maybe you love to, to row. Maybe you love to sail. Maybe you love, I don't know what, maybe you love just being in a, in a in a beach park, I, go try it. And I can't give you that answer. you got to go figure it out for yourself.
0: Do you seriously ask that question?
1: <laughs> oh, people, I, you'd be surprised. If
0: it's like, what have we lost? You know, just for a humanity perspective, is that you have to ask us, how do you know? Well, you don't until you try it. And when you try it, sometimes it sucks. Ask the first time. Like you, you mentioned, like snow sports. Anybody's tried to learn to ski or snowboard? You suck at it. Oh, yeah. It is fucking painful. You yeah. fall, you hurt yourself. Yeah. You know?
1: But, but you know, and that's life. I think that there's a great paradox of life there, right? Like understanding that uh, you, you you may suck at it, but it may be the favorite thing you do. But you will never know unless you put yourself on a yep. sense to potentially fail. And I think that's where a lot of people are afraid. And This is why they always want to know the answer. People want to be given the answer because they're afraid of the failure and they're afraid of the wasted experience and they're afraid of, you know, maybe they won't like it. And I always, you know, and I'd always try to paint a good picture that says, Hey, you can only experience a high, high, if you understand.
0: Wait, a noise.
1: Noise. That's it. And so I have been on plenty of, I've been on plenty of trips that I did not enjoy going on, you know, and, but I've been on plenty of trips that I've had a, a absolute unbelievable experience. I mean, I go to Haiti once a year. When I went to Haiti the very first time, now Haiti, the poorest country in the whole world. Um, I thought to myself, when I got off the airplane, I thought, what in the fuck did I get myself into? And it was the best trip I think I've ever taken in my whole life. It was the most peace I've ever had. It was the most gratitude I've ever experienced in life. Um, It was the most fulfilled I've ever felt when I left. I didn't know a person on the trip. I didn't know anything about the country in the grand scheme of things. And I had an absolute amazing uh, time of life.
0: So that first one you went on your own? That, uh, so that first trip to Haiti, you were on your own. So I this is bef- a- this is before Jews paid, before your charity, before all that sort of stuff. That was just like Correct. I'm going to Haiti.
1: Well, there, there was an organization there that um, a friend of mine is involved with. You know, we got, we we have a charity, thirty for the kids. Yep. And thirty for the kids um, is thirty minutes of fitness for thirty dollars for thirty days, and the money goes to an organization of our choice that's based around kids. And Haiti's about fifty percent of our fund donation. And how that came about was a friend, a guy that I played baseball with um, is the, kind of the sponsor for the, the Haitian organization um, that is the, the housing for the children, the food, the education, the medical attention. And he kept asking me to go on the trip. And I kept thinking, man, why? I kept thinking, Kyle, I don't have you know, five days for myself, much less f- five days to go to Haiti, you know? And he kept saying, man, you're going to love going. I kept thinking like, why would I love going to Haiti? Like there is no part of me in any way, shape or form that would love going to Haiti. And you know what? He was right. And it goes back to our thing. Like you never know what you're going to like until you try it. And you know, that, that little, you know, $800 investment in a flight down to Haiti and the $10 a night it cost me to stay there, um, was life-changing for me. And it's, you know, back to the point, you never know what's down the tunnel. You got to go down and take a peek at it. And You don't know if you're going to like it or love it or hate it, but I think one of the the, the experience uh, bug in me, you know, I have to go, I have to go touch it and see what it's like in order for me to have that perspective. It was one of the greatest things I ever did.
0: Yeah, I kind of run to the mantra: life's an experiment. You know, everything has a result. Adopt, everything. adapt, abandon, but keep moving on.
1: That's right, keep moving. You know,
0: it's that's the kind of idea. So you touched on baseball. So for me at Disney, no, you you had a. You were at the beginning of a baseball career. Yeah. And it get cut short.
1: Well, I, uh, I played, played professional baseball in the minor leagues. Um, and yeah. And I had a collision at, at home plate and I broke my leg in half and you can Google it or YouTube it. And, um, you know, I had a, you know, that was the last game I ever played. And, and you know, there's another lesson in life, right? There's a, a lot that life's going to, life's going to punch you in the mouth.
0: <laughs> Quite frequently.
1: Yeah, and I think, you know, what happens is you you really get to test resilience um, based on how you, you know, how, how you uh, come back uh, getting knocked down. And, you know, the, the, each time you get punched in the mouth, it, you realize it hurts a little bit less, right? And you realize that, hey, listen, the only way you lose is if you quit. And if you remove yep. equipment off the table, you can keep moving. And, and you know, for me, I, I, that's all I knew was baseball. I mean, I was, uh, you know, in my sense, I mean, it was ingrained in me since I was a little bit a kid. Like I was, I was a good athlete and, and um, you know, I was fortunate enough to, to be drafted and, and I was fortunate enough to play professional baseball and I did all the cool things. You know, I played in the Cape Cod league and I played division one college baseball, traveled all over the country, got drafted by the Cardinals you know, I got to work out with all the big guys. I mean, it was, I had a really blessed, I mean, I, I've lived a real, I've lived an unbelievable life. Like it's actually funny. Like I feel like I've lived like five lives, but, uh, one, one day it was, I believe August 4th, we were in a playoff hunt. and We were playing against the the other top rated team and little ground ball in the infield. And I came down and I tried, I tried giving the catcher everything. The same thing. I tried giving my wife for one minute at eight 30 and I brought the hammer and broke my leg. And, um uh, You know, that was a life changing event for me. Honestly, um, you know, when you look at how life punches you in the mouth, you realize that maybe it's a good thing. And, you know, as I as I've gotten older, you know, the perspective, my life was not going down the path that I wanted. I was more concerned with being in the bar and chasing women and, you know, not being uh, maximizing the full potential of what God gave me. And it took me a long time to understand that, you know, I didn't just break my leg and open up. I mean, it's taken me 15 20 years since then to, to really wrap my head around, um, you know, that life changing event. Right. And so, you know, understanding that, um, I, you know, I went, it was hard, you know, I went from being the coolest kid in town to nobody. And that's, that's a hard thing to wrap your head around because, you know, you go from being everybody's hero in the hometown to, just a regular guy. And for somebody who is, um, you know, high drive as me. And, you know, I take a lot of great, I take a great deal of self-pride in, 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 my character and in my, my persona, you know, you go from being this professional athlete to just kind of a regular person. And it's, it was very hard mentally to battle through, but it was a good experience. And, and honestly, one of the best things that's ever happened to me. And it's, it, um, you know, I, I think everybody goes through it proverbially in their own little way. And it's, it's, it, it's a good for me, it's a good measuring stick that, I, you know, I, I have a little fight in me. And I, if I get knocked down, like I'm going to get back up and and, and, and I'm going to learn from it. I'm going to move forward. And so, um, yeah, my baseball, but I look at baseball as it, it really, it's still the poetry of my life. You know, I still run my organization as a baseball team. Mm-hmm. Uh, we are a very tight locker room, uh, if you will. Um, we, we run by a different set of rules. Uh, <laughs> You Know, I,
0: I've seen some of that. Yeah, We're touching like, that one a second. I mean, I'm going to explain that one the whole I am first form in the morning. I mean, I, I believe it's every morning. Is that right? Well, we do it every
1: Monday morning, every, every
0: Monday morning's average. You
1: know, we get in and and uh, you know, and I, I think I, I don't even think I know. You know, I, we have the best employees on planet earth. You know, I don't even I, I feel so blessed and honored to be a part of their team. You know, um. You know, sure, I'm, I'm the captain or the coach or however you want to look at it. But, um, you know, we're in a locker room and, and you know, we got to go play between the white lines. And I think the best thing that God has given me is that that perspective of, of baseball on the front side of my life and how important it was to have great culture and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. And then having the ability to transition that into business, because, you know, I mean, we have people move from here from all over the world. Just we have a girl that just moved here from England just to be a part of our organization. And they all start, you know, at, at a, you know, minimum wage yep. writing cards or packing boxes and everybody starts. And I have guys who quit careers, you know, making six figures who will come here to make $24,000 a year just to be a part of our team because of this sense of unity that we have and we've been able to create, And you know, and, and, and it shows you that life is about people. It's not about, it's not about money. Uh, it's about the experience. It's about who you're with. It's about what you surround yourself with. And I would put our guys and gals uh, against anybody in the fucking world at any time for any reason on, on, I don't, if we had to change business models and sell tires, I'll take my team. We'll be good.
0: Yeah. Cause you do some things I'll say is unusual in the business world, that personal side of things. So if anybody ever orders any of the first form products in every box is a handwritten note, That's right. right? Um, you are hiring from all walks of life. I believe in some of them are the people that normally get, wouldn't they be hired by a lot of people because they like, you know, that background, no taking a chance in that person, no take and you guys take the chance in these people and bring them into that kind of the family as you call it, you know. Um it's really kind of cool, but you're bringing that idea of teamwork and camaraderie and everything you learned growing up for what it was special about it. And I think you see that a lot from a military perspective as well. It gels everything together. So when the shit hits the fan, and it always does, something always happens. That's
1: right.
0: People are there and they've got one on our back. They're willing to work through it. But I don't think that's happening too much. And I know if you're listening to Andy in the past, he's like, he's had a lot of grief in the past about how he run his business. Bring the consultant in and says, well, you can automate this and you can do that. He's like, I don't want to do that. Yeah, I, mean, I want to do it for people.
1: Yeah, I mean, Man, there's a lot of things to unpack there, right? We hire people from all walks of life. And, the re- and this is where I struggle with the world today. It's, you know, because the media wants to drive this, you know, this, this um, how divisive we are as a culture. And I don't buy into it because, I mean, I got, I got uh, black guys have been to prison. I got white guys have been to prison. I've got um, people who are overweight, people who are underweight. They both struggle with body dysmorphia. I have 18-year-old kids. I got 58-year-old people. They're all on the same team. They're a black, white, pink, purple, age, body shape, color. I don't really care. We want good people who are committed to helping other people change their lives. That's it. And if we can find that in you, I got a place for you. And a lot of times, you know, people, uh, you know, they want to overcomplicate a simple process. And, you know, you, you look at, you know, today's world, everything's about efficiencies, make everything efficient, 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 efficient. efficient and I can't tell you how many consultants have walked through and, you know, they always, they always want to dismantle our, what we yep. do. It's like, you know, you could save this much on labor costs. And, I, and in my brain, you know, I, I feel the, the, the business of the future um, is competing with Amazon. Like everybody's so afraid to compete with Amazon. Like I want to go right at them, like I, I, because what we're great at, I, I tell people all the time, like, we will never out Amazon, Amazon. I I'm like, they're likely going to get it there faster. They're going to have a wider selection. Um, They can stream TV services, but you will, Amazon will never out first form, first form. It's not going to happen. And we are human by nature, want to connect with other humans. That's, that's the, that's the signature piece of our core. And we want to support other humans. And we want to know that we struggle and our struggle is not alone. We want to know that there's a fix and there are people who have been through it and can help them and no amount of efficiency and no amount of, uh, whether you get your UPS package in two days or three days, they're never going to be able to have the conversation of sitting down and looking at a person. I'm a dad of three, I'm 40 years old. You know, I know what it's like to be fat. I know what it's like to be insecure. I know what it's like to be, you know, uncomfortable in your own skin and I'm willing to go through the journey with you. I'm willing to run a half marathon with you. I'm willing to teach you how to use our app. I'm willing to to call you and, and hold you accountable. I'm willing to help you not service you faster. I'm willing to actually help and change your life So as humans, there's a market for that. And we tell people all the time, like my goal is not to be the fastest. My goal is to be the best. And our goal as a company is to help as many people change their lives as physically possible. And I don't, that has zero, zero to do with how fast your package gets to you. It has everything to do with knowing that the person on the other end of that phone or the other end of that, that email actually gives a fuck about your results and can help you change your life. That's what matters and you look at any any e-commerce business business flow or something that I get from, you know, whether it's LinkedIn or, you'd be surprised how many people, they'll be like, hey, I'll come in and fix your business. And I'm thinking, <laughs> I got a half I didn't a didn't know billion. it was broken. Yeah, well, I mean, listen, we're all broken in some way, shape or form, but I'm like, hey man, I got a half a billion dollar business here. And it's me and my brother and another guy, like, what do you, you don't even know anything about our business and shit. Like, how, what do you want to come fix? Like, I you want to come fix how we <laughs> take our trash out? Like, I, you know, so, you know, everything in today's world is about fixing your efficiencies. I don't want to be efficient. I want to be the best. And the best in my, in in, in our uh, world is not, it has nothing to do with getting the package to you fast. It has to do with making an impact in that person's life, knowing that the person on the other end of that phone cares. The other person on the other end of email cares. When they write a handwritten note, it's personalized to you showing that we care. And that's an important piece of our business.
0: And again, I guess one of the things is that it definitely is taken across a lot of business sectors these days, that personalization aspect, the customer service level. And I can attest that what you're saying there is no bullshit, right? Um, you are quite open and honest about who you are. And I was just going to touch on your whole journey. It's like, I think one day you said, I'm the fat boy. I'm always the fat boy in hiding or something. I'm always the fat boy trying to get out. Yeah. And you fight against that guy every day. Yeah. I mean, I can attest to anybody that's listening is that, the, the most success I've had, and I gave up in my fitness side. That was one of the things I did relinquish as a dad and gave up and didn't fill that bucket. And I'm suffering for it, and I've suffered for it for a long time. But I am on the first form up, and I do use it, and I find it advantageous. And I've got my guy Jeremy Mullins. You know, he's always he's always at another email. You never have to wait anymore. And I say twenty four hours, maybe for a response. Yep. You get one, send you information. And I agree with you, it's the information that's there, the encouragement's there, the group's there, the team's there. It puts it back on the accountability you want to use. You can do everything possible to make all these things happen. But unless the other person at the other end is willing to do the work, there ain't no changes there.
1: Yeah, I mean, you can translate that into any aspect of life, right? I mean, everybody searches for the perfect plan. And they, they realize that, like, um, there is no perfect plan. No, <laughs> You know, without execution, you can, have, you can have all the information in the world. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. You can have the perfect business plan. If you don't execute, it doesn't matter. You can have, have all the information to fix your marriage. If you don't execute on it, it doesn't matter. You can go to all the therapy in the world. If you don't execute on the changes, it doesn't matter. Diet is no different. And, and what we have tried to create is an environment where we have taken all, and I do this in negotiating. I do it with my own guys. I do it with my wife. I do it with my kids. I take all the cards off the table and I say, when I with when the cards for me are excuses. Let's take yep. them all off the table. All right. What now? Because the, what now is you have to actually make action items here. We have to make progress right now, right here. And you're going to have to meet me halfway. And whether that's a personal goal uh, or, or a professional goal or a relationship or parenting, you are 50% of every equation that comes across your, desk, uh, across your desk every single day. You're 50% of the problem, you're 50% of the solution. Let's take all the bullshit upside and let's put it out in the middle. You gotta meet halfway. If we go halfway, if I can get you to meet me halfway, we can get you anywhere you wanna go. And that, that's our that's our goal as a, as a fitness company with the First Form app. And the First Form app is designed to, uh, it, it has workouts for you if you go to the gym, workouts for home, it has uh, training programs for every single lifestyle aspect yep. you would want to possibly do. So we eliminate all that. You, there's, you, don't need, you don't necessarily need a trainer to get a program. You don't need to buy a program offline. We, we have that all inside mm-hmm. the app. I learned a long time ago, you cannot work a bad diet. You have to. <laughs> you can't, do it. You can't do it. Yeah, I've tried. You have to track your food, and if you don't track your food, if you can't measure it, you can't manage it. And I always say this is like finances. If you're not tracking your finances, expect to have $0 at the end of the month and likely be on the other side because this is how it works, man. Like if you can measure it, you can manage it. And so with weight, we learn to track your food. And and the, the third part of that is if you work out, track your food and drink water, uh, you need a community. You're going to struggle. You're going to have problems. You're going to have questions. And we've created an environment inside an app where you can you know have live Q&A. You can talk to your advisor. They're all certified personal trainers, uh, uh, <laughs> certified personal, trainer, personal nutritionists. It's like, we have diet registered dietitians in the app. It's like, no matter what question, problem, concern hurdle you have, we can help you get over it. So we re- removed all the, all the, excuses. the Yep. Now you got to go. And I yep. think, you know, we've created a great environment. We have an unbelievable team, um, you know, to, to help people change their lives. And, and I always tell people like, Hey, maybe now not your time, but when you're ready, we're ready always.
0: Because again, you've been honest with you. your journey, and I think, did it, when when did your start, the couch photograph? How long ago was that? Because I think you said that was your kind of transition point. And yeah. when was that for your baseball injury?
1: So I broke my leg in 2004, and that picture was five years ago. So five years ago, is 2021. I was 2016. 2004, it was 12 years. So in 12 years, you know, I had gone from 220 pounds, you know, and a professional athlete, I was in pretty good shape. Yep. But you're young, right? Like I didn't know much about nutrition. I still worked hard, but I always struggled with body dysmorphia. Like I was always, I always struggled with what looked back in the mirror. I mean, you got to think like, that's a, that's a true disease and I have it. I still have it. Um, it doesn't go away. You know, I just went on a trip for my 40th birthday. Every picture I look at, like, I think I'm fat, no matter what, no matter what, I can't get it out of my head. And uh, I had that when I played. The problem with that is, is over that 12 year span from 2004 to, you know, to 2015, 16 is I really did become extremely fat and I became, you know, 275, 280 pounds. I was overweight. I was drinking, you know, five nights a week. I chewed tobacco and I just found out that I, my wife was pregnant, you know, and, and I, there's always one picture that gets people. That's what I've learned. There's one, usually like a wedding photo or a reunion photo or some type of group photo that triggers, that triggers a response. Um, where people get their head out of their ass and go, and we didn't have the app at this time. We didn't have a website. We didn't have anything. I just had that picture, and that picture was enough for me. And I, I called one of my guys, and he's one of my kids here. And I, and I called my—I have like eight employees who—they're my kids. And
0: are these some of the guys that were where you feel like the beginning?
1: They're my guys. I mean, they're my—I yeah. mean, these guys have lived with me. I've loaned them money. I've done everything. <laughs> these guys never lend your money.
0: friends money, man. Come on
1: those are gifts they're not lands but the um I, I looked him in the face and I said you pick me up every single day at 5 30 I don't give a flying <laughs> what is going on you pick me up every day at 5 30 and bring me to the gym and he grabbed me every single day at 5 30 and we went to the gym and, and uh, I always tell him like will, will 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 is his name will grumpy and I will forever and always be indebted to will grumpy for saving my life because he showed up every day
0: so how do I at that point was well now on his own journey in the early days of his own journey.
1: Yeah. I mean, Will cause I'm a-
0: pretty sure he used to say um, he was one of the guys that would leave work and he would down two bags of Doritos, three monsters and, uh, a pack of Dunkin' Donuts kind of thing.
1: We, um, it's funny because, you know, you never, like, I always see Will as like, Will was always in pretty good shape, but you know, Will now is a way different version of Will then. And so he's, he also, you know, I, so I, there's a, a part of me that was also a part of his journey, but mm-hmm. I think our together was you know it was a solidification and understanding that like hey man, um, this is kind of back to the app and and will actually will actually runs that app now. One second, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> the um, will runs that app now, and um, the reason being is because he's been through the journey, like he gets yep. it, and um, you know, and so. Dude, that's what you realize about life. Like, life's just a cool journey. I and mean, it's finding good people and sticking them in good spots and having fun. And Will, although he's a young kid, you know, he's got a great deal of life experience. And, you know, he, he runs our app.
0: So one of the things is that um, you mentioned you got a lot of stuff in social and you got a lot of this. And I'm sure you get the comments, well, it's okay for you, Sal. Look at you. You've got first form. You've got that. But if memory serves, you walked away for a multi-six-figure job. To go and join a company that was wasn't really making any money back then, Is that right? No, I mean,
1: we're, I mean, it did zero dollars in
0: sales technically.
1: <laughs> but, um, you know, I'm employee one on this side of the business. Yeah, you know? and um, you know, so yeah, I, I just, you know, I was, I had, a, I worked for Johnson and Johnson, which was a great company, and um, you know, I greatly enjoyed what I did, and you know, I greatly enjoyed. Um, you know, just the experience and the corporate side, it just didn't fulfill me. It wasn't like, I didn't come home every day thinking, man, this is, uh, this is what I want to do the rest of my life. You know, it's, it, it is something that, you know, I, I I, I was good at it, right? Because I like people and I had to deal with people every day, but I didn't, I just didn't check my boxes, you know, it didn't give me a great deal of fulfillment. And so yep. I, I realized that at that point in time, like, well, money didn't make me happy that way.
0: Mm-hmm. You know, and
1: the success there didn't make me you know, that happy. Like I'm going to go chase helping people. Cause I like that. I'm, you know, I like helping people. And um, we started it and we've done good. You know, and we went out with a, with a mission that, Hey, we're going to try to change the world through, through health and fitness. And just, you know, one, one person at a time, you know, we've we've been journeying through this for 11 years and, you know, it's been fun, you know, and, and what we do matters. And, um, you know, we try our best to help as many people as physically possibly can and, you know, just give it give it hell every single day.
0: Yeah, no, it's, it's something I kind of find is like it takes a lot of balls to just say, you know what? I'm not doing this any longer. Um, you know, obviously new kids at this point, but. You still have to look after yourself. you Still have to. You kind know, of married at the time, and then you're like, well "Hey, honey, I'm I'm just gonna, you know, just kind of go more for my brother. We don't make any money yet, but I see a bright future here."
1: Yeah, but I I think there's there's a piece to that that you know it, it shows you you know the solidity of your, your relationship. You know, it's like, "Hey, yep. let's let go chase this dream," and you know, and and it's I'm gonna need some support. I'm gonna need some help, and and I ask you, to help me and go with me. And, and, you know, we are, we are going through, uh, you know, th- that transition of life together, you know, being, being, you know, in that position, uh, is extremely vulnerable. Right. And mm-hmm. that leads to a good relationship where, you know, she'll support you and she'll, she'll, um, go through the struggle with you. And, you know, the first three years I was on a road, I was on a road for 90 nights. you know, which means I wasn't with her and you know, that those parts were tough, but I, I think, you know, life's a journey and you need to, you need to chase the journey. You need to go on the journey and you need to you know, challenge yourself and don't get complacent with what life gives you. Go get it and go take it from life. And I, and I think that's where my journey started was, you know, I'm going to go take it from life and I'm going to go get what I can. And, I'm, and it's not about money. It's about, I'm going to go make a name for myself. And I'm not, not, I'm not meant to just have a suit and tie on every day. And I'm not meant just to, you know, clock in at nine and leave at five and, and work at my cube. That's not, I'm, I, there's more to me than that. And I wanted to go chase it. And, it, you know, with high risk comes high reward. Yep. And you know, you got to take the risk and you never know if the water's cold until you get in it, but you certainly don't have the experience unless you're willing to stick your toes in it and start swimming. Right. So yeah, it was, a uh, it, it, listen, the first five years, trust me, I questioned myself <laughs> a
0: lot. You know? and, well, I'm so
1: but the next, you know, in the next six years we've had a lot of fun. And, you know, it's been worth it. And, you know, it, it's not always sunshine and rainbows. However, um, you know, I, I, I look back confidently in what we do and I feel really good about it. Um, and I look back and and feel really good about, you know, who we are, what I what we do for a living and, and how we help other people change their lives.
0: So what's next for Sal?
1: Oh, well, I mean,
0: other than finding a way to relax and figuring out what relaxation means for you. Right, we've got that one sorted, but what, what, what's, what's kind of next?
1: I mean, I, you know, ours is about developing people, you know, trying to develop people in understanding, um, you know, develop them into young leaders and, and turn the departments into, to, um, you know, little businesses and let the, watch those people thrive. I, I get the most enjoyment out of watching other people have success. And what's next for me is, you know, we have some bigger, some big goals and aspirations here and taking down Nike and going after Nike and going after Under Armour and and really building a lifestyle approach or a lifestyle piece. Um, And, you know, watching our guys be able to develop is what's next for me and then helping them coach them through lives and watching them have children and raise their families and really try to create that legacy aspect for the growth side of life, because it, 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 that's what fulfills me, right? You know, I'm, I like to play. However, I realized that I, I I really have a great deal of enjoyment out of coaching. And when I say coaching, I mean, you know, helping these guys through life, you know, watching them, watching them set their own sales and, and, and really create their, their own livelihoods is extremely important to me. And so, you know, what's next for me? I mean, who knows, right? I mean, I, I always tell people, um, if, if supplements went away, I would still be involved in people because I love people. Like I just, there's something about you know, helping people through the struggle of life that makes me happy. And um, you know, as as long as God gives me the opportunity to uh, to be on 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 this earth, I'm gonna try my best to provide as much value in helping people through that struggle.
0: Cool, right? So I'm caught, you hard and I know things are busy because I can see the hands waving, going, "Hey, hey, just yeah, give, yeah, give, yeah, give yeah. me right." Oh. So uh, one question: I, I do and it's kind of canned, but is there something? that if somebody knew about you, they would go, no, no way, no Sal. Like one of the things in your life, like there's no way. Um, You know,
1: it's... I'm a pretty open book. So I don't, you know, there's not like, I think one of the things, I think one of the unique things about me is like, there's not a lot of things people don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's kind of a little computer turn Like what you see is what you get.
1: Yeah. I mean, I good, I tell people all the time, I'm just as likely to shake your hand as I am to punch you in the mouth. So like, I don't <laughs> know, you know, like I drive a pickup truck, I wear cowboy boots, but obviously I can dress up and dress down and I'm everywhere in between. I, I, you know, what is something that, there's really, I don't, I don't really, I don't know how to answer that question. And I don't say that very often. There's not, I don't have like a, a hidden closet or a secret life in the sense of, you know, I I show people what I like to do. I think, you know, people, a lot of times people see us as maybe these, you know, white collar business people, but really we come up from a, you know, blue collar beginning. And I love working with my hands and, you know, driving equipment and machinery and building houses. Like I'm, trying to buy a farm right now. And, and just so we can rehab the farm and, and have like a little, you know, a little, a little farm life, farmhouse, you know, steal and we'll go out and design it and lay it out and work through it. And I, that creative side of my brain of watching something from nothing and turning it into something is extremely important. I yep. think about that, you know, and it's the same as life. Like I, I see a, an old, you know, decrepit building that needs a lot of help and work. And a lot of people look at it and say, Hey, maybe it's trash. Um, you know, kind of like people, right. They see themselves as the struggling version of this house. And then so now there's a lot of light in there, you know, we yep. have a lot of potential here and then trying to shape it into, to what it could become. Uh, I get a great deal of enjoyment out of, so like watching this, um, yeah. You know, and I think that's probably who I am. You know, I love, I love a project and,
0: um, and the tougher know, the better.
1: <laughs> yeah. 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 And myself included though, you know, like we're all working projects. Uh, yeah,
0: completely. You know, it's, uh, it is a journey, and that's the bit I kind of a struggle with sometimes. Is like like you talked about, is they're looking for the quick way, it, they're looking for the quick fix, they're looking for the hack. They're looking for it's if you can find it, chances are it's not going to last, chances sure. are it's never going to give you the result you really are looking for. And I, you know, I don't know if that's cultural wise, um, I don't know there's just something we need to be stressed a wee bit more but stressed yeah. in the right way
1: yeah we well, need a challenge
0: yeah you, know?
1: you need a challenge and yeah. uh, I think all too often we we take the easy path you know thinking that we're going to get the same result and I can tell you like when you come to a fork in the road you usually know the right answer right? Like, <laughs> just choose to take the escalator versus use taking the stairs right and you know I, I've learned when you come to the escalator stair conversation just take one foot in front of the time and. and and climb those stairs because, you know, it's the, the journey that most people won't take that yields the highest reward and the most, you know, in, inherent value because being able to progress through your struggle mm-hmm. uh, is, a is, is most people won't take the stairs. That's why it's a valuable story. And I think that's a, a parallel to life that you can, that you can use is, you know, taking the hard path or the path that's less traveled usually yields a, a better result and, whether that's diet, whether that's life, whether that's a, a, a tough conversation, you know, being able to 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 face your fears head on um, yields a a, a a better personality, a thicker skin, and usually a, a way better story, right? And so take that take that road.
0: A way better story, and I think as human beings, one of the things that builds us all together is story. That's right. You know, uh, uh, <laughs> nobody wants to talk to somebody whose story's boring.
1: No, nobody wants that. Nobody.
0: All right, bro. I absolutely appreciate you. I've got, you know, I could keep going on, but I don't want to because I know somebody's got to get lunch and 15 minutes cramming in lunch, even in a corporate lifestyle. It's a bit quick.
1: Yeah. Well, good news. I, they they bring it to me right here. It's like, it's on cue. So they know at one forty five, I got a window. Like They literally walk it in, set it down, I'll eat and I'll get right back to it.
0: Awesome. Well, totally and utterly appreciate it. Thank you. Uh, like a million percent. Like, absolutely, honestly. I was nervous coming into this. I'm thinking, oh, God, I'm going to interview Sal. Oh, help me. Oh.
1: <laughs> Listen, I, I mean, hey, man. No reason to ever be nervous around me. No reason to so, ever be nervous. I, I really appreciate, you know, your continued support and a friendship over the last, you know, hours been two, two two and a half years, three years. And I appreciate the opportunity to be on the podcast.
0: No, nah, thank you very much, sir. Enjoy the rest of the day. And I'll let you know when everything goes live. Thanks, brother. Cheers, buddy. Bye-bye.